Hi, Kerry Phipps here with Julie Woods on our um, series about uh, making a silver lining. And uh, I'm unpacking Julie's keys to adapting to extraordinary change. So welcome back, Julie. Thank you, Kerry. <laughs> so today we're talking about your step number four. Would you like to take the, take the lead here? Well, it's, um, I, oh, I can't, can you say you have a favorite? I don't know whether you can. We just won't tell the others. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Key number four, set your own goals. And I guess really for me, it's such a, a huge key because as Brian Tracy said, goals allow you to control the direction of change in your favour. Yeah. So this is about taking charge. And when I went blind, everything seemed so negative and mm. then in 2001 four years later my husband left our family so mm. I became a single blind parent and it was like oh god yeah, what can I do to to feel more in charge and control and empowered mm. and setting goals was something that I did I said why not to learning braille yeah and I went out to the blind foundation once a week and and began to learn to read with my fingers. And having that goal really helped me focus on something positive at a time when there were other negative things happening around. Mm. And I think that's the power of goals. It's the power of focus mm. and energy and, and putting your energy towards something that you're going to create. And that helps you move in a brand new direction. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. So by the time we connected, um, you'd already been doing life as a blind person and a single mum for some time. Yes. And you set some really powerful goals with me, and we just mentioned two of them in the in the previous episode. Mm. And uh, and the third one, <laughs> would you like to share that? The third one was around me having said, "Why not to do you want to go and speak?" to a group of donors, mm. which then led on to, do you want to come and speak to our club? And more and more speaking opportunities that had come my way. So it was about wanting to become a professional speaker. Yes. So I set my goal of being unstoppable on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And I've seen you've, you've commented on, on social media about that sometimes. And, you know, that's, that's one of those goals that we've talked about a number of times. And I imagine has opened up so many more doors of opportunity. Uh, like, you know, when I have been talking to somebody on a train or wherever I'm chatting with somebody and, and you've come up in conversation, I say, Julie does cooking without looking demonstrations on national television. And, uh, you know, you've had quite a number of interesting opportunities for professional speaking, haven't you? Yes, I have. And that's been great. And I think really it comes back to that goal that I set, Kerry, in working with you. Because one of the first things I did when I worked with you was to write a list of things that I could do on stage. Yeah. So it wasn't just about me getting up and telling my story. Mm. What were some of the other things that I could do? I could tell Louis Braille's story. Yeah. I could make my truffles that I kept making and making and making, my bloody truffles. <laughs> I could make them. I could sing a Waiata. I could coach someone. So there were lots of things that, you know, I could do on stage that I hadn't really thought about it until I wrote that list. And then as a result of writing that list, 
I came up with an event called Chocolate Coated Life Coaching. Yeah, that's right. Hired a, a local hall just up the road from us here in Dunedin. It sent some invites out to my friends, and on one sort of cold spring night in Dunedin, I had a, a hall full of people where I start. Well, I I had an event where I came out to Helen Reddy's "I Am Woman" <laughs> <laughs> and got behind the trestle table on the stage and uh, made my truffles, which was the first cooking without looking demonstration that I did. Yeah, and told my story and coached some people from the stage, and and it was really fantastic. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, if there's, you know, professional speakers or aspiring speakers listening, there is this one great activity right there. It's like, what can I do on stage? Because you, you brainstormed, you got really creative. Mm. And, uh, and, and there was a Kiwi word that you used there. And, oh. Uh, oh, was it? Yeah, did you sing something? Started with W. I've missed the word that you said. I didn't write it down. Oh, Waiata, sorry. Yes, please yes, tell us about yes, that. Yes, 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 sorry. Waiata is a song. Cool. So um, that's so it's a Maori word, Maori word for song. Okay, beautiful. Mm, so I could sing a waiata. Wow, and, and that's and, brave. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> funny you should say that because in the fe- in the feedback forms I got, one of the comments was not sure about the waiata. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you feel is? Uh, I have to say, I have only sung on stage, I think, in the Philippines because they appreciate that. You know, you can be speaking and then just burst into a line of song and everybody's suddenly in there with you. Uh, I think if I did that in Australia, people might just suddenly (laughs) recoil and go, what is she doing? Does she think she can sing? Uh, (laughs) She's Julie Andrews. (laughs) (laughs) If only. Um, So, Julie, when when you thought about your... Uh, list of when you as you built that list of what you could do on stage you know some things probably would come easily and you would just go oh yeah I can do that Uh, other things might have been a real stretch or or quite brave what's the bravest thing you've done on stage for you I was involved in a (laughs) pie-off you might have to explain that one too yeah well Australians know what pies are yeah yeah, so the, there was a Celebrate Diversity Week, which uh, was there to highlight people with disabilities. And one of the events was me to have a bake-off with Richard Emerson, who was a famous brewer in, in Dunedin. And okay. we were to both make a pie on stage. <laughs> and we were, then there was a judge and one of us was to be declared the winner. So Richard made a... A steak pie and I made a hot pink pecan pie. Wow. So I, I put um, cochineal in the pastry and made this caramel pecan pie. And what was the outcome? It was a draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But that's often now, Kerry, people will come to me with ideas, yeah. which I really like. Yeah. So that wasn't my idea, but somebody had seen me do my cooking without looking demonstration. And I thought, I think Julie might be up for this. And of course I said, why not? So it's great when that happens. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so you mentioned um, 
when things are big and scary, uh, you, you've set some cr pretty crazy goals. Yes. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about setting big, scary goals? What, what is that? Talk us through your thinking there. I think they're the sort of things that you, that you dream about when you're, when you are sitting on your couch or you're in bed or you move into that zone and go, wouldn't it be wonderful to, I think crazy goals I find really inspiring. Yeah. They inspire me and they inspire other people and they kind of make people go, wow. And they make me go, wow. So mm -hmm. I've got a, a goal at the moment to write 1 million names in Braille, mm. which is a pretty crazy goal. One million. How long does that take, Julie? Well, probably about 150 years. <laughs> if I did it on my own. So now the challenge is to maybe get other people to help me, Kerry. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you set this huge goal and then went, okay, how do we actually mm. uh, do this? Yeah, because it's really easy to get stuck in the house with goals. A lot mm. of people go, oh, how would I do this? How would I do that? When you're dreaming and setting goals, you don't think about that because if you thought about that, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. So, so I'm hearing that you, you went back to keys one and two, asking for help and finding peer support. Yeah. Right. And yeah. number three, writing your own roles. <laughs> this is Doing it I your am. way. This you is know, you're I'm. the only one that's like you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. It's all about you and, and doing something inspiring for you. But really, I mean, I'm in, how many years am I into setting goals, Kerry? let's say 20 years, yeah. coming up 20 years. So I wouldn't have set write 1 million names in Braille to start with. Yeah. My goal to write 1 million names in Braille started with do you want to learn Braille? Yes. And then it was do you want to sit in your Braille proficiency certificate? Mm. Um, do you want to come and work as a Braille awareness consultant? Do you want to go to Paris for Louis Braille's birthday? Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. it's kind of yeah. a, it morphs into this other thing. That's right. And one goal accomplished then inspires you to see what else is possible. Well, it creates opportunities for other yeah. goals to be yeah. set. So I certainly wouldn't encourage people to start with crazy goals i'd encourage them to start with actually really you know, much smaller goals so that mm. they can set them achieve them and have success yeah absolutely and it really doesn't matter how small does it no way it could be walking around the block or or, yeah. or whatever it is um reading one book yep absolutely i remember meeting someone on a plane and i just launched my second book and I was, I was going through one of the chapters for something and the guy sitting next to me just commented that he, um, he hasn't read a book at all except one that he had to read in high school. And, uh, mm. and I said, oh, that's interesting. And, uh, and he had a look at mine and he flicked through and then he went, oh, see, I'd read this book <laughs> because of the layout and, you know, it looked achievable. And um, which was great because it was, it was a... Um, it was a good example for me to know that people wouldn't find it out of reach. You know, it was like, it was a good affirmation to me that I'd created something that would help people. Um, and it was delightful because he didn't know it was my book at that point. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it was just that sometimes, you know, we might think that, you know, reading one book is, is not a big goal, but for somebody it might be. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, so coached a, yeah, I coached a young man uh, a, with a goal to read one book because he hadn't finished it. He was uh, ever read a book and mm. it was amazing what he learned, the strategies that he learned away, along the way to, you know, do it in bite-sized pieces, page at a time, mm. chapter at a time. And it was really quite astonishing what he did in the end with just that one goal. Yeah, yeah. And it gives us such a great sense of accomplishment and, you know, opening up more possibilities for ourselves and others because I see that as you've been achieving these goals, um, you know, starting with the smaller ones, like, the, mm. um, you know, back to the beginning when you said learning how to, you know, put something on toast, uh, now your goals are really stretching you but they're delighting you mm. <laughs> and inspiring mm. you further and inspiring so many more people too. Yeah, that's right. I've yeah. just, as part of the COVID-19, I wasn't able to go for a walk. Yeah. So I thought, well, what can I do? I know I can walk the 59 steps in our apartment building on my own independently. So social distancing from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I had decided that I would also stream it live on Facebook. And I've been doing that since the 18th of March. And what I worked out was that how many steps are we're in the Empire State Building, which is 1,872. So oh. it was going to take me 31.71 days to climb to the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> so every day now that I go out there and I climb my 59 steps, I know that I'm moving towards the top of the Empire State Building. And that's, that's cool. the goal that I've set myself. And that feels really good. It's, it's an achievement. And... I can compare it with, with that feat. So rather than just going up the steps every day, I set myself this goal. Yeah, that's a shift, isn't it? From just the practicality of the steps that you're doing that day. It's part of a, a bigger hmm. picture, which is great. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else that you've been doing lately that has been, um, yeah, a fresh perspective on goals for you? Fresh perspective on goals. Yeah. Well, I guess um, COVID-19 is probably that 59 steps one really is the, it's all about what you can do and yep. yeah, not being overwhelmed by what you can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important. So setting yourself a goal that allows you to do what you can mm. within the parameters that currently exist, I think is really important. doesn't matter mm. what it is. Yeah, that's right. You know, because for, for some people, they're not able to go for a walk around the block, um, which might ordinarily be, <laughs> you know, a first step towards mm. getting out. Um, but if that's not possible, yeah, what can we do? And, uh, you know, I was just reading this morning that, um, you know, some of the local businesses that expected to struggle have actually been really busy because people are ordering supplies for do-it-yourself projects craft projects yeah. and gardening projects and you know it's actually the first time i've bought vegetables to plant for oh more than a decade yeah <laughs> but you start right? thinking about what can i do and so you know i think that's just a really good takeaway to be thinking about you know whenever we notice and it comes back to the very first episode we talked about awareness 
to be aware of that conversation in our head. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay. Mm. So what can I do? Mm. And, uh, and what you can do, even with limitations, can be really quite inspiring. That's right. A lot and of doors of opportunity. That's right. So imagine what you can do with your seeds and, and what goal you could set yourself in terms of creating a, a spring garden, that you know, salad garden that you're going to be eating from in the spring. Or... Yeah, because we'll probably be home and here to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julie. It's just so wonderful to talk through these things. So let's uh, come back again with number five. Do you want to just give us a heads up on what number five is? Number five is find your own solutions. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I look forward to talking to you about that very soon.